Welcome to the Everyday Manifesting Podcast, where we talk about money and the law of attraction. I'm your host, Franchelle Caesar. Let's get started. So today I wanted to talk about the law of attraction and what is the law of attraction. So this is episode two, brand new podcast. This is one of the foundational episodes where, you know, over time, I'm always going to refer back to these first 10 or 11 episodes so that you know what the heck I'm talking about when we get into the real nitty gritty of managing money with an abundance mindset. So the law of attraction, this is a huge subject. There's so many teachers out there who teach about the law of attraction. And I, I think the easiest way to tell you about money and the law of attraction is to tell you this little story. So I'm gonna tell you about what happened to me when I started using the law of attraction in my life. This is the very first time I ever heard of it. And actually I started using it before I even heard of it. So. What happened was I found myself in over $500,000 in debt. This is um, a long story <laughs> that I will tell you in the future. But for now, what you need to know is I pretty much one day realized that people were living debt free. Like people were living without debt. They were living on their own terms. They were deciding whether they wanted to work or not, where they wanted to work. And I wanted that. I was like, I had like t my twins. I had twins that were like a year and a half, two years old. And I was like, bump this. Like, I want to spend more time with my babies. I don't want to be working all the time, working, you know, like I had been working. And so um, I took a good look at everything that I had, all my assets, all the liabilities. And I was married at the time. I'm still married. Like I was married, but my husband was in grad school. So I was pretty much doing this on my own because he was like super busy. And so I got out all the information. I figured out like what we owed on everything, what we owned and all that. And I did all the math. And that's when I realized that we had about um, 600 and something thousand dollars in debt. And... My husband is very frugal. He is a saver. I am a spender. So I can pretty well tell you this was me <laughs> because he was always like, you sure you want to buy another house? And I was like, yeah, we'll pay it off in time. And then suddenly I realized, okay, I don't want to pay it off in time. Like I wanted time to be now. Like I want to be done paying for stuff. And it was just this huge life shift for me. So um, I kind of built the budget diary based you know during this time because i didn't think you know to go online and find a you know some kind of budget book that was already made no i have to do things the hard way so i reinvented the wheel i built the budget diary and luckily i did because i came up with a system that really nobody's using that actually is a very efficient way to get out of debt and we ended up paying off that debt in 14 months flat and so um, it was a wild ride and it happened very fast and um, it's been a blessing ever since. But let me tell you how I use the law of attraction to do that. And at the time, like I said, I didn't know it was the law of attraction. Um, what I did was I, first off, I freaked out because I realized that we had so much debt and I was like, there's no way that I'm going to pay this off in my lifetime. Like that's really how I felt. Even though I was a doctor and I was a high earner. I felt like $600,000, that's like 
three or five years of our salary if we don't pay for anything else. You know what I mean? Like that was just, it just seemed impossible. And for a few weeks, I was crying and upset and really triggered um, about that. Like it was in um, March and April. And so tax bills were coming in and all kinds of craziness was happening and built like more bills were coming and I was getting really scared. So there was one day when I made a decision. I said, you can spend, this is me talking to myself, you can spend the next five years panicking, having sleepless nights, being completely out of control emotionally, um, feeling like the world is ending, trying to pay off this debt, feeling horrible, you know, or that's one option, right? Like you can feel horrible for the next five years because I had calculated out if I paid this, it would take five years. Or you can decide that this will be part of your story and one day it'll actually be a memory. It'll be a memory like other memories that you've had. And here is where I drew on you know, my history, like I was 40, I think it's time 40 or 41. And I thought about all the times in my life when I've been worried about something or scared or kind of like fearful of something that was coming up in the future. And um, how those were now memories, even, you know, really super scary things, even like people passing away, even horrible tests at school, even I mean, you know, everything that you can think of that's ever happened to you in your life is now a memory right? You're not going through it anymore. When you were going through it, it was tough. But now you can look back and say, wow, I survived that. And so for some reason, that's how I felt about my debt. For some reason, I was like, you know what? One day I'm going to be like, wow, we survived that. I'm going to tell this story. And then I started feeling very empowered about this story. I started feeling like, you know what? Not only, <laughs> right? Like I, I got real bold. I was like, not only am I going to survive this, but I'm gonna live to tell the story and I'm gonna tell it to everyone I know and they're gonna write about it in a magazine and I'm gonna be on the internet and people are gonna be like, wow, she did that. Because I just started to feel like if it's gone, like if I dug myself into such a huge hole of debt, it was not for no reason. I mean, it was a lot of fun, it was also a lot of stupid, but it wasn't for no reason. Like digging myself out of this debt could be a story, right? And at this time I was terrified of being, you know, on social media, like I wasn't doing it for like any kind of like attention, but I thought I'm suffering in silence. How many other people are out there suffering in silence? If I can do this, I'm gonna do this and bring some other people with me. So that attitude, that that mental space that I was in made a huge difference um, about, you know, like how fast I got out of debt. And the law of attraction is the reason why. So let me tell you what I did on a day-to-day -day basis. In addition to educating myself, in addition to um, learning all I could about saving, about investing, about budgeting, I, I had a one-hour commute. Um, one way to work and so I was listening to podcasts and books and all this stuff and I was listening to the Dave Ramsey show and what I was doing every day was I was imagining that I was on the other side of it now I didn't know I was doing this for the first probably eight months I didn't it was unconscious I was just doing it because it made me feel good 
but I was putting myself in a position of my future self, myself that was five years down the road who had paid off all the debt and she was looking back and saying, yeah, I'm telling the story. You know how you do when you drive in a car and you're by yourself and you're like talking out loud, talking to yourself and like you're being fake interviewed and you're talking about like how, you know, you're telling your story. So I'd be telling my story and I'd be listening to these podcasts and other people would be telling their stories and I'd be pretending I'm telling my story. And when the Dave Ramsey show would be on and he'd ask them to do their debt free scream, I do the debt free scream. I was doing the debt free scream as though it was me. Like it was me, my husband and my twins. And we were standing there and he said, oh, you know, who, who was your biggest supporter? And you know, who, where did all this debt come from? And I'd have to own up to it and say, okay, Papa Dave, it was me. You know, I wanted a BMW and blah, blah, blah. And I wanted another house and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and, and then when it was time for the countdown, I would do the countdown. Seriously, I'd be in my car and I'd be like, three, two, one, we're debt free. And y'all, I would cry like a freaking baby every time. I would cry like tears, like I'd have to reapply my makeup before going to work because I would be so emotional that I would like feel like it's me. Okay, this is what started to happen. First off, I got tested. I got tested from the universe. About a month after deciding, probably less than a month, probably three weeks after deciding that I was going to pay off all the debt and like stop, stop, stop it. <laughs> like stop all my own BS. I got um, a nail in my tire. So I had a flat tire. I went to the tire place. I had the kids and everything, the whole stroller. It was a whole, you know, how it is. It's a whole production. You're by yourself and you have twins. It's a whole production. So we had a nail in the tire. Take the car in. The guy checks it out. He says, actually, you have a nail in two tires. You know, just one tire is flat, but you have a nail in the other tire. Where did you go? Did you drive through a construction site? And I'm like, I don't think so. Well, anyway, it was all said and done. You know, two and three trips back to the tire place later um i ended up having to buy five tires for my suv five tires for a truck that has four wheels in a span of two weeks like that was a test from the universe but it was such an obvious test from the universe that i didn't get discouraged i was like i'm being tested like i have audibly made a decision to get out of debt and suddenly i had this huge expense where it's like we have to pay all this money is like really going to set us back, you know, and or at least set me back on my plan. And I knew it was a test. And because of that, I was like, bring it on. <laughs> you know, I was like, this is not going to stop me. I am not deterred from my goal. Bring it on. And I didn't stop. So after that, it was smooth sailing. I got idea after idea after idea of like, okay, this is how you can get more money. This is how you can look at, you know, I was looking at all of our expenses. This is what you can cut out. And I was telling myself it's temporary. You can cut this out. You know, I had like Sirius XM radio, but I had discovered podcasts. So I was like, I'm not listening to my Sirius XM radio anymore. I'm not listening to my Kai Riz doll in the afternoon on NPR. Let me cancel my XM radio because it's temporary. I can cancel it just for a little while. And I can get it back later. It's okay. I can always come back. It was like $15 a month, right? And I did that with every single expense that I thought I could live without temporarily. So I could scrape in this extra money to go towards this debt. 
And then I started, you know, just having these inspired ideas about like accounts that I used to have or investments that we had or I had from like college and stuff or just different little pockets of money that I could go hunt down and chase down. And um, I call these hidden treasures, right? And we all have hidden treasures in our budget and in our financial plan, but we really don't know about them or think about them until our mind is clear of all of the anxiety about being in debt. And so that is what happened to me when I started imagining that I was already out of debt and I started to tell my story from the perspective that I was already out of debt. What happened was I was calm because the, per the, the me who's out of debt is not freaking out about the debt. The me who's out of debt is calm and just telling the story like this is what happened. And so what happened was in that frame of mind, I started to come up with these ideas of like, oh, I wonder about this. Oh, I wonder about that. And I started contacting, you know, companies and banks and things that I thought maybe I had money there and I found some money. So these were inspired um, hints from the universe and I was acting on them and the reward was enormous, right? The reward was great. We paid off all the debt really fast. Um, and so what I want to tell you about that is the process of law of attraction and how, what I was doing unconsciously, because it wasn't until probably six months after I was having all these inspired thoughts that I even discovered Abraham Hicks, that I even started listening, that I even knew what it was that I was doing unconsciously. And the law of attraction is it's a law of the universe it's a law of nature similar to gravity and um I, I feel the need to say this i grew up in the church i grew up christian um, i was raised baptist and then when i got married my husband was seventh day adventist which i tested it out i didn't see you know any huge difference in the doctrine except for maybe they were a little bit more um strict on the rest, which is what I needed anyway. So that was good. So I converted to Seventh-day Adventist. I'm gonna take a drink of coffee because I'm still trying not to cough. And I know coffee's not the best, but I need something to wet my whistle. So, um, so I grew up in the church. I was not the passive church goer. I was the one who was in vacation Bible school, taking notes and taking it seriously because I'm, I'm a very studious person and very serious person. And I would go to church like it was like, you know, my, you know, sixth day of class. <laughs> like I was really serious about it. And so I know the Bible. I know the doctrine. Like I know it. I, I know it backwards and forwards. And um, I always felt like there was something more. And I always felt like there were these unresolved questions and I, they kept popping up through my whole life and I kept answering them, not answering them. I kept looking for answers and then I would kind of discount the answers because I would feel the pressure that that's not acceptable in the Christian faith to have this kind of communication with God. So when I discovered the law of attraction from the, the teachings of Abraham Hicks, everything just clicked into place. And it was like all I needed was like permission 
that there was a community of people who actually felt the same way too. And then I was like, that's it. Like, I, that's all I needed. I just needed permission to acknowledge that what I felt was, was real and true and right was actually real and true and right. So I, um, I was a natural, I was a natural in law of attraction. I coach people in law of attraction, not because I have a coaching certification with anything that has to do with law of attraction. I've had coaches who were law of attraction coaches who are amazing. Um, I am not, who were like certified in it. I'm not certified in it. I, it just came naturally to me. It's just, it's just something that I've known to be true from the time I was a little, very small child. Everything has energy. Everything has spirit. And it's just always been with me. So when it came to this money issue, it was, it was like automatic. I was like, yes, I get it. This is true. Okay. So I ran with it and then it helped us get out of debt. But what I want what I want you to know about the law of attraction, how it relates to your money is that there are three steps. These three steps I didn't realize I was doing, but when I tell you what they are, you'll understand how they played out in a story I just told you. So the first step in the law of attraction, this is, you know, a law of the universe. It's going to happen whether you believe it or not. If you use it to your advantage or if you don't use it to your advantage, the law of attraction is still at play. It's still at work in your life. So if you're not using it to your advantage, you are actually just creating things willy nilly just based on whatever is happening with it. You know, you're reacting to life and you're not intentionally creating things that can benefit you and people you love. Or if you use it to your advantage, you can use it to your advantage. So when you use the law of attraction to your advantage, you are cooperating with God, the God of the universe, the God who created everything. You are cooperating with his will um, and your power that you have in your life. So you dwell within the spirit and the spirit, you know, is always at your beck and call. Now, the problem with what most of us do is that like in the situation, the story I told you at the beginning, I was just weeping and moaning about my horrible situation. That's what most of us do. We weep and moan, we weep and moan. And the law of attraction is a very, you know, obedient, you know, entity that just kind of gives us more of what we're asking for. You're weeping and moaning. You have so much debt. You don't have money. You don't have money. And it's like, okay, I guess that's what you want. So you're giving energy to the fact that you don't have money. So I'm just going to keep making sure you see that you don't have money. And when I decided to change my mind and say, you know what, what will it feel like when I'm out of debt? Let's think of it like a memory. And I started living, I started embodying that whole idea of like, I'm out of debt already. Like it's five years down the line. I feel great. I'm happy. This is just a memory. This is what it was like. This is what I did. And I just convinced myself that that was the reality. And what happens is I'm putting it out there that like, Hey, this is great. It's over. I went through it. I survived it. I'm debt free. Like I was doing a debt free scream. I was putting emotion into the debt free scream to the point where I was weeping along with the people who were actually debt free. And that sent a very strong signal to God, to spirit, to the universe that I was ready, emotionally ready, physically ready to make this change. And I was spiritually ready to accept every suggestion, every little breadcrumb that would lead me towards the place where I wanted to be. Okay. So the three steps, the first step is that you ask, okay. 
you ask. So you can ask by praying, which is a very conscious ask when you say, Lord, please let Joe Biden win the election, right? That's a very conscious ask. Um, you can also unconsciously ask, and that is when you just watch the news and you say, this is crazy. I don't want this, you know, and you're not, you don't realize that you're praying, but you're actually sending up a signal. Abraham Hicks calls it a rocket of desire that something bad is happening and I want something different to happen, right? That's also asking. And the, the thing I want you to understand about asking is that life causes you to ask. Like our whole purpose of life is to expand. And we're asking all the time because every time we ask, we make things better, right? Life is causing you to ask, but that's not the end of the story. Like that's, there's more steps that you have to do. Cause if, if that was it, if all you had to do was ask, then everything would be perfect. There'd be unicorns and rainbows and we'd be walking around here, zippity doo don and Barack Obama would still be president like forever, like forever president. But life causes you to ask and you feel like, okay, I want this better thing, this better feeling thing. The next step is that you believe. You have to believe that it's possible for you. And a lot of us get tripped up on this on this step because we ask for something, like we ask with our heart for something, but then we're like, um, oh, but it's not, that won't happen for me, right? And then we just kill it right then and there. So everything that, that you've asked for that's waiting for you to be ready for it is gonna be waiting forever because you're not gonna be ready for it because you don't feel like it's possible for you. That's what happened to me at the beginning. I felt like it's not possible for me to be out of debt. Like I'm going to be in debt and my kids are going to inherit this debt. I'm never going to be able to pay it off. And that was such stinking thinking. Like that was totally pinching me off from all of this freedom that was waiting for me to be ready. Luckily, it was only a month or so, like a short period of time that I was wallowing because I was like, I can't live like this. This is crazy. You know, I can't be crying myself to sleep every night. So I was able to choose to believe that it was possible for me to be out of debt. I was listening to podcasts about people who had paid off debt. I was listening to podcasts, the Dave Ramsey show and seeing these families that were paying off debt. And I was like, if they can do it, I can do it too. Even though in most of the cases, I had way more debt than they had, way more debt than they had. But I also had a higher income and I had a lot of motivation. So I was like, it's okay. Doesn't matter the number, even if I pay off half of it, that'll be better. And I thought, at least I can teach my kids not to do this, right? Okay, so you have to believe. You also have to believe that it's already done. You have to believe that as soon as you ask, God says yes and amen, honey. Yes and amen, right away. You ask and it is given you have to believe that that's in the bible okay like that's in the bible you ask and it is given immediately without any sort of anything no negotiation you ask and it's given you have a heavenly father who loves you and gives you good gifts okay so you're in the state of belief right the universe is now it's now in the universe's hands to orchestrate the situation that'll get you the thing that you asked for. This is the part where a lot of people kind of get a little bit wobbly and it takes a longer time to manifest what you want because you are kind of like not standing in that faith that you can have what you want. 
and the fact that I was driving every single day doing the debt-free scream driving every single day believing that I was you know I was telling my story like I'm telling you now like you are a manifestation of me you know years ago um, wanting this to be the case right like me telling my story on the podcast that's like it, my dream come true so every single day I was in this space of believing right that was putting me into the receiving mode so step three is the receiving mode so you have ask believe receive when you get into the receiving mode that means and i don't want to overwhelm you with all this law of attraction um, technical stuff so i'm just going to tell you that when you're in a receiving mode it means that you are the person who has the thing that you want or you are the person in the situation that you want to be in so for me, that means that I was the person, I, I was the version of Fran who was debt-free. And when I became the version of me who is debt-free, when I could line those two um, personalities up, when I could line up those two portions of myself, the, the present and the future, I could line it up and become her then I would be debt free. Like it's a, it's a law of the universe. Like there's, there's no other way that it could be like, that's it. Like if you, if you become the person that you want to be, to have the things you're going to have them, it's inevitable. Right. And what happened was it happened so fast. Like I became the me who has the money to pay off the debts. And suddenly I was getting checks in the mail, checks in the mail, checks in the mail. All these things happened at the same time within the same month, the month of March, um, I got all the money from this account that I found that could pay off like six of our seven debts. And then I got, um, or five of our seven debts, I think. And then we were selling our house. We had a rental house and we were selling it. And the person who was living in the house wanted to buy it. And it was like all in the month of March. And so he was like, do not sell this house. I want to buy it. So we ended up closing in May because we kind of fought with him a little bit because I didn't believe I would still I was just like, no, it's, it's not him. It's going to be somebody else who comes in who looks at the house and the, all this stuff. And he was just like telling me he's right in front of my face. Like, I'm going to buy this house. I'm like, no, you don't. You want to rent this house. Let's go find the other person. And he was like, I'm going to buy this house. And so when I finally got out of my own way and said, oh, OK, you can buy the house. Everything was smooth sailing. He bought the house. And so this is this is the law of attraction at work. When you get out of your own way, when you stop doubting yourself, when you stop doubting what you can do in your life, the universe already has all these plans and pathways to lead you to where you want to go. But what happens so often with us is that we stand in the way and we say things like, I can't be rich. Rich people are whatever. I don't want this. I can't have that. That's for this other person. I can't. And we just live in our lack mentality. And it's just, it's disgusting. <laughs> really, to be honest, it's disgusting. So I'm here to help women not live in that lack mentality. Um, the reason I got into a lot of debt is because I do love to spend money. I love pretty things. I love nice things. And really, we buy things because we're trying to feel better. And I was medicating a lot of issues by shopping. And the reason that I can live debt-free now and be happy is that I found out who I am and what I need. I stand up for myself, I speak up for myself, and I can live my own core values. That is the reason I started this podcast and the reason that I talk so much about this is I want to teach women and 
you know, men who are in touch with their feminist side. There's no judgment here. Um, but I want to teach you how you can also live in your core values, have everything that you want and still save a ton of money. Like you can be, you can have your cake and eat it too. That'll be a whole other episode where I tell you my analogy about having your cake and eating it too. Because you don't have to suffer in order to be debt-free and to live a debt-free lifestyle and, you know, to have your best life. Like a lot of these um, financial gurus are telling you, and I'm just like, I am not getting down with that. Like I am not, if, I, if I'm going to Goodwill, it's because I want some vintage clothing or somebody Marie kondo the heck out of something good. I'm not going to Goodwill just because I want to save a buck and wear some dusty old clothes. Um, anyway, so that's all I have for you today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that you will um, leave me a review because they are super important, apparently, for podcasts. Reviews are important. And I hope that you will share this episode with a friend who you feel like would need and benefit from this content and that you would subscribe. I know I have so many things I'm asking you to do, but it's a brand new pod podcast and I would love for you to subscribe and also come to my YouTube channel and watch me do this behind the scenes because... It might be kind of funny to see like how terrified I am before I start filming and then like how easy it looks when I do start filming. <laughs> it's funny to me anyway. So thank you for listening to Everyday Manifesting. Um, join the conversation in the Everyday Manifesting Facebook group. Come on over and uh, join us. You can find the link in the show notes, which probably don't exist yet, but I will be putting that up soon. And if you like the show, please subscribe. If you like my coaching style, you should join me in the Everyday Manifesting Members Club, which will exist on everydaymanifesting.club. Um, and I will talk to you next time. <laughs>